What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So both games in Houston are done for the Red Sox-Astros series. I'm recording this right after the end of Game 2. Get a bit of a twofer today because it was a quick turnaround after last night's game. It was a night game, which went super late into the night, followed by an afternoon game. So I figured I might as well wait for both games to be over and then do a recap since there's a break in the action anyway as they will get an off day tomorrow before starting off three straight games in Boston come Monday. And the series is now tied, so Astros won game one, Red Sox won game two. It's tied. It's going to Boston. I mean, we've seen a little bit of everything in this, but I would say it's lived up to our expectations where we assumed this was going to be more of an offensive showing, and that's what it's been so far. The starting pitching hasn't been particularly good, on either side, except for Nathan Evaldi today, who went like, I think, five and a third, got a win. But he still gave up what, like three or four runs, I think. I'm just going really casual with this because I just watched I just watched this game. And actually, I was at the game yesterday for game one. Pretty good. But I'm just going to go pretty casual. My thoughts, you know, seeing this and watching both games in their entirety. Obviously, the story right now is Kike Hernandez. He is the hottest hitter on the planet. After a monster game yesterday where he hit two home runs in game one, he came out swinging with more today, hit another home run. And now Kike Hernandez just absolutely is the hottest player in all of baseball, without a doubt. You just can't get the dude out. I think the most impressive shot he hit was, and also not just with the bat, with the glove too, yesterday defensively. He's been very good defensively all year. But the home run he hit, the first home run he hit yesterday was quite a tank. I looked up the distance on that. It was like 448 feet or something. It was like to deep left center, like over the train tracks. That was going to be out at any ballpark in the bigs. Yeah, it was like 448 feet or something like that. But we're seeing the offense really come to life here. And both teams will be doing more of this as the series goes on. We saw two grand slams from the Red Sox today. One from J.D. Martinez, another from Rafael Devers. Boston got a, a win by the score of 9-5, to five, but we saw there even at the very end with, like, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. We're like, in, yeah, in the bottom of the ninth inning, Yuli Gurriel and Jason Castro each hit home runs there. Just, uh, you, know, you know, not necessarily make – I guess it, it made things interesting because they took Darwinson and Hernandez out of the game immediately. But, yeah, offense is, is going to be paramount here. No McCullers for the Astros. Luis Garcia left the game early today due to an apparent injury, and then Jake Odorizzi came in to mop things up, but he just, you know, he got hit around. He got hit around pretty heavily, obviously. You know, grand slam by Devers would be the exclamation point there. So, Boston does steal home field advantage by getting one game on the road. They have three straight games at home. You know, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I know why. I'm not going to lie. Okay. 2-3-2 is the format for these best-of-seven series for baseball. You know, it's two games in Houston, three games in Boston, two games in Houston, if necessary, right? The reason why they do it that way is because they want to minimize travel. That's that's the truth. You know, that's just the bottom line. They want to minimize travel. It's not a secret. However, I do think it this format takes away, I think it takes away from the competitive advantage that, the team with home field advantage is supposed to have because how are you supposed to have home field advantage if you have to play three straight games on the road 
you know, I don't think that, I think it kind of negates it. I think it kind of just makes things even rather than tilting it in the favor of the team who had the better record. Because now Houston has to play three straight at Fenway Park. And you better believe that the crowd at, I mean, just like it was at Minute Maid Park, those fans came out ready to support their team. But you'll see the same thing in Boston. And the Red Sox, as we've seen this postseason, they, you know, they, they definitely know how to take advantage of Fenway Park. That green monster, you know, pesky pole, deep right field. They've had a lot of bounces go their way because of the quirky dimensions at Fenway Park. So you have those dimensions plus the crowd and everything. So you get a, a very, a very clear and obvious home field advantage for the Boston Red Sox. But this will come down to offense. It's not clear. Uh, neither team knows who's going to start game three. I, I'm sure they'll probably figure that out tomorrow during the travel day or whatever. But that's what we have going on. But at least for for the Red Sox, they were able to get five plus out of Evaldi. He was able to eat up some innings after the bullpen went a lot yesterday. Chris Sale did not good, look good in game one. Neither did Fran Valdez. But for the Astros, you know, Fran Valdez only went, you know, three innings or so game one. Today, Luis Garcia, you know what, like an inning. And Jake Odorizzi, who was potentially going to start later in the series, he's spent because he pitched a bunch of innings today. So who will pitch next for the Astros? We don't exactly know. Um, but, you know, they'll have somebody in there. And now that I'm saying this, I, I don't know why. I, I will have to look into this, but I don't know why Zach Greinke's name hasn't been mentioned enough. So taking a quick look into it now. So Greinke is, he's healthy. And he's available. He's just lower on the totem pole than their other starters. I mean, he pitched a lot this year, 168 and two-thirds innings. But, you know, his numbers just were were lackluster. I mean, they were lackluster. And they have guys who are ahead of him on the totem pole, guys like Jose Urquidy, for instance. And I think that's probably where they might lean for Game 3, Jose Urquidy for Game 3. And then... Game four, you could do Granky, Granky or Kristen Javier tandem start or something like that. That's kind of what they're looking at. But yeah, that's where we stand. Tied series for you know the Red Sox and Astros. But you definitely saw the Red Sox bring out the bats today and have their swagger and confidence. Oh yeah, and let me shout out Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve. Those guys had great games in Game One, especially you know Carlos Correa with that pimp job of a home run. You saw, you may have seen the replays. Where he he was um no it was probably the most the the not the most pimp but probably the best pimped home run we've seen this year he drops the bat you know does a little Damian Lillard uh, tap to the wristwatch go ahead and take a look at that if you haven't but great series and we are tied a lot of great storylines guys leaving the yard Kike Hernandez will anyone slow him down we will see but that is where we stand in the ALCS and that's gonna do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.